welcome back to the Equilibrium Effect. Leanne, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Disney. And we, well, I shouldn't say we. I am a big Disney fan. I grew up on Disney and my grandparents lived in Florida. So we went to Disney several times growing up. So over the holiday season, we went to Disney and we took our family. And this was our first time going to Disneyland all together. Um, so we wanted to talk about our trip today. And to talk about our trip, we brought on a special guest. Special guest, can you introduce yourself? My name is Olivia. And how old are you, Olivia? I am six. And what was your favorite part of our Disney trip? Um, my favorite part was the hotel. The hotel? Why was yeah. the hotel your favorite part? That was the worst part. <laughs> I was going to say, we can talk about that in a little bit because Ryan and I did not agree on the hotel. Ryan and I. Isn't it dad and okay, I? Okay, well, I'm not talking to Olivia. Dad and I did not agree on the hotel. But I did. Yeah. What was your favorite part about the hotel? Um, About, um... Exactly. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing was wonderful about that hotel. Next time, I'm going to pick the hotel and we'll stay in a Disney hotel, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part about the trip and when we went to Disney? Um, About all the cool rides. And what was your favorite ride? Um, The Harry Potter one. Which was at Universal Studios and not Disney. But why did you like it? Because... I was screaming. I didn't. <laughs> that was your first time on a big roller coaster, right? And it went yeah. really, really fast. Did it really? Yeah, yeah and actually did. Mm-hmm. No. What else was your favorite part? Also at Disney, um, my favorite um part was the Minion ride too. Yeah, the Minion ride. But we had to stand in line for a really, long, really long time, didn't we? Yeah. And I also like the Spider-Man ride too. Yeah. Because it didn't really take that long. Y'all got on a Spider-Man ride? Yeah. Yeah, that was what you and Noah were sitting there oh, for, yeah. for like over two hours. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> me and the little, well, how old was he then? He was maybe three or four months. Yeah, so I was on daddy duty. I didn't really care to ride anything. I let these two young ladies uh, ride everything. So I was sitting back with the baby. So we got to stand in the lines, right? And then me and dad went to the on on the other ride. Yeah, Yeah. we did the uh, cars. Made a ride. Made a ride. Yeah. Yeah, I did one. I did one thing out of the whole day. Did you like any of the food? Uh, I did like the food. What was your favorite part? What did we eat a lot of? Ice cream. Yeah, we did eat a lot of ice cream. And then... uh, we had hamburgers. Hamburgers? <laughs> yes. I think you ate a lot of chicken nuggets and stuff too. Yeah. What else did you like? What was your favorite thing that we did? Not the rides, but what what else did we get to do that you really liked? Um, my favorite um what I did like to like uh is the um um uh I think, what did you say again? What was your favorite part outside of, like, not the rides? 
you know what, what mommy's one of mommy's favorite things was when yeah. we got to go see the fireworks and the princess castle at night yeah. and you got to get on daddy's shoulders yeah <laughs> yeah i'll keep my negative comments <laughs> i'll keep my negative comments too <laughs> olivia goes to bed okay <laughs> would you go back to disneyland again yeah yeah I also liked getting to dress you and brother up. That was a lot of fun. I liked getting to pick out all the outfits. Yeah. And also the car ride was so much fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, special guest. Do you have anything else you would like to share with them before it's time for you to go to bed? Yes. What else do you want to share? <laughs> um, so I'm so excited. I was being here today. So well, thank you for joining us. And maybe okay. we'll think about having you on again, okay? Okay. All right. Now we're going to take a short break so okay. Ryan can take Olivia to bed. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we're going to play a little bit of music to uh, break up this little uh, segment here. Okay. Thanks, Olivia. Honey, honey, I got what you want Give me all of your love, it's burning hot It's what you do to me, babe, I can guarantee Honey, honey, I got what you need Back under the night sky I want your eyes all on me Don't tell me lies now, I always get my Play with me Do you want it? All right, so we're back. We are back. And so as you guys can see, Olivia was really excited to go to Disney. And she enjoyed Universal, too, because um, she remembered a lot of things from there. But um, I think that was one of the things that we realized as adults compared to students or compared to, students, compared to being kids is Disney is supposed to be this most magical place on Earth. And as adults, you realize how much of a hypocrisy that is. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about is how expensive Disney was and how that's continuing to just keep going up, even in the middle of a pandemic. And especially as an adult paying for our vacations and not being a kid anymore where our parents are doing all of that. Um, so just in this past year, the prices for admission went up five to 10% just within the last year. And so one of the things that they've added on is this feature called Genie Plus, and it's at least like $15 a person. And 
before when they had the fast lanes, this was all free and you could get fast lane tickets for at least three rides. Um, but now with the $15, it only gets you two rides. So a lot of people are feeling gypped with Disney because now you're having to pay for something and they're cutting back on what you're able to actually get. Um, but the interesting thing when they've looked at it is that actually 30 to 50% of people are actually paying for the Genie Plus. And I feel like this is kind of what will probably be one of the themes of our episode is people will pay for things for convenience. I feel like when we go on vacation, I'm the like frugal trying to find value. Yeah. And you're like, let's just pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that, that, that's exactly why I was like, I don't know how she can say the hotel was the best. <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to say that, but <laughs> I feel like she just likes it because she got to sleep on a sofa bed and have a yeah. bed to herself. Yeah. Uh, I don't. <laughs> that was, I was kind of mad at you about that hotel because you were definitely like just trying to find something reasonable. And I don't know. <laughs> We can talk about the hotel in a little bit, but I feel like with actually being at the theme parks, we almost paid for the Genie Plus because Ryan really is an impatient person to begin with and doesn't like standing in lines. And like he said, he basically was on baby duty the whole time. Because yeah, because I was not going to stand in any of them damn lines. <laughs> and all of them were at least like, even with the apps, when we tried to go where it was like not quite so busy, a lot of them were we might get lucky and some of them are like 20 minutes, but most of them are like 45 minutes or more. Yeah. And like that Spider-Man ride, she mentioned it was like over two hours. Wait, y'all waiting in that line for two hours? Yeah. She literally ended up, there was like these little boys probably about her age. They were like playing with bubbles. We were in line so long. Oh, well I was watching the show cause you know, they had the little Marvel characters coming out and they had a little fight scene. So I guess time kind of just slipped away from me. Yeah. While you're playing games on your phone, watching the baby. Well, of course. <laughs> but anyway, so this Genie Plus feature where you're supposed to be able to skip the lines is supposedly going to make Disney like $300 billion. Mm. And so that's like one of the biggest gripes that people have with Disney is with it being so expensive before you got a lot of these features and things inside the park that were like beneficial yeah and they were free were they free they were free oh so then now that they're cutting back and making you pay more money it's the like appeal of going to disney is wearing off a little bit yeah well i don't know because you have some fanatics like disney has a lot of fanatics that's just like they're disney disney they don't care how much it costs they're going to disney yeah and i feel like that is part of the appeal like to say you've gone to Disney and there's like the Cinderella castle where you've, there's so many like photo ops and like Instagram shots yeah. that you can try now, and get. Your, your, isn't your uncle and aunt, uh, I can't, is it Don and Joe? Joey? Joey. Yeah. They're like big Disney fans, right? Yeah. And they go, I feel like almost every year if not, and they've done that. I feel like my grandmother told me since they like got married like it's yeah. that's the thing now for them. wasn't their honeymoon at disney i think so yeah, yeah. so they are definitely uh, As like a matter of fact, i think my mom and dad went to disney for their honeymoon if i'm not mistaken because you think about it like back when they were younger like it was probably more reasonable yeah yeah no i understand that but i don't think this is going to change anything 
Yeah. I, and I think it's just like a trend and people are starting to say more things about it. Like there's this documentary um, coming out and it's actually from someone in the Disney family and it premiered at Sundance. So hopefully one of the streaming services will pick it up, but it's called the American dream and other fairy tales. Mm. And she just spent a lot of time talking about how the cast members um, are, how poorly treated and how underpaid they are. So kind of on that, like, so they have a CEO and I forget his name, but basically he's never in the whole time he's worked for Disney been any, in any kind of creative roles. So he's strictly like a business person and that is starting to kind of show in the way that he's running the company. Oh yeah. And so um, they actually did a survey. It's pre pandemic. So back in 2018 and I mean, California is expensive anyways, um, but they found that the people that work at Disneyland, a lot of them are like in multi-generational homes, which we're more used to in California because that's more common. Yeah. Um, well, we're not used to that, but yeah, people here are used to that. Yeah. Um, and so they talked about that. But then I think the interesting statistic was that like 50 to 75 percent of the people that work for as cast members for Disney are food insecure. So then to like hear that when, again, like talking about the most magical place on earth where people go on vacation and you get to enjoy all these things, then to hear that they're not treated. I'm not surprised, though. (laughs) Because then it's their bottom line. Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) definitely not surprised. And then it's just keeps adding where like the CFO now that on top of what I was saying, where you feel like you're getting a good amount for what you pay for. Now the CFO's been on record where they're going to like cut portion sizes of the food, but still charge you the same amount. Uh, Well, speaking about the food, that was some nasty ass food, (laughs) Liam. I was, I did not want to eat any of that. And when we did eat it, I was like, what the, why, why am I paying so much for this crap? It was definitely mediocre. We did go during the holidays. So I feel like, the most of what we enjoyed, especially me with having a sweet tooth, was the desserts. Was like yeah, the that best was part. fine. That was pretty good. Yeah, but I don't feel like you can really mess up desserts. And like if you mess up a dessert at Disney, I think people be pissed off. Yeah. But like most of the food, I feel like the kids' food was okay. But like if you were an adult and you wanted an actual meal, it's not that good. I'd say the first meal, and I forget the name of the restaurant we ate too. To me, the best food we ate was at that place at downtown Disney the first night. That was the burger place. Um, and it had the big, we got oh, that big yeah, milkshake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that wasn't inside Disney. No, it wasn't. That was outside of Downtown Disney. Disney. But yeah, the food itself. But I think the one thing I did like that was like, it was still mediocre, but probably better than most of the food was that holiday sandwich. Where it was like yeah. the turkey and the stuff. Yeah, that was okay. But see, like. I envied the people that brung their own food because <laughs> it's like, at least, you know what you're eating and you know, it tastes good. So it's like, oh man, I'm paying for this crap. I should have brought my food. Cause like there was a, a whole family. I was like 10 or 15 uh, family members and they brung their own food. And I was like, oh, I would kill to have that lunchable right now. <laughs> Cause the food was trash. Yeah. And we probably paid like 20 bucks a person for each meal. Yeah. Versus like a Lunchables, like a dollar. Yeah, Target. coffee was all right, though. Coffee was pretty good. The coffees and chocolates and, and uh, pastries and all that stuff was, I mean, that was pretty good. 
But the CFO got in trouble because on top of like that, saying that they were going to cut portion sizes, but still charge the same amount. She made a comment about, well, most people's waistlines could benefit from that anyways. Oh, so, she's an <laughs> asshole. So she got in trouble for making a comment because you go there to be on vacation. So, of course, right. you're not going to be worried about what you're eating. But she's calling people fat. Yeah. She's basically. fat shaming people. <laughs> That's a damn shame. And I have no idea what she looks like, but um, the other thing that Disney's taking heat for is in the pandemic, they've they fired like 32,000 people. And I don't know if it's between I'm assuming it's between all the different parks of like letting go when the parks were closed and everything. So like United States, you know, around the world, I think just United States. Whoa. Maybe it is around the world. I don't know. I to say good goodness. But overall, they've let go of that many people because of the pandemic. And they haven't rehired anybody, really, with the parks reopening. So they're working short staff. They're, <laughs> they're charging you more money for everything. I'm working with less people. You're working with less people. So again, like, trying to manipulate their bottom line. Oh, of course. And I, I mean, think the CEO made, like, $32 billion or something. For the company. Mm hmm. Wow. So now I know you were talking about the hotel and we definitely when we travel have a different philosophy. So typically I'm the one planning most of the trips that we go on and knowing how expensive Disney could be. I was trying to find a balance of like a decent hotel and was close to the park, but wasn't like six hundred dollars a night. And so I found something that was a suite. So we, especially with the baby, we needed to take the pack and play. We had plenty of space. We had our own kitchen. So a lot of times we ate breakfast and stuff there. So I felt like I had a reasonable hotel. Well, Ryan did not think so. Heck no. Okay. I don't like, and I think I get this from my mama. I don't like hotels that feel very old and dirty. And I just felt like the hotel felt dirty. Like the paint was like dirty the bathroom was like old and the carpet seemed old and like they were redoing half of the place. I'm like, uh, it was not that old. It was that old. I mean, it was, yes, it was. It was not compared to the other stuff. It was pretty bad. Little does he realize to say it's something at like even the Hilton would have been like three to $400 a night. And I was okay with paying that. Yeah. But so on the note of hotels and Disney, would you be willing to pay $6,000 a night? Hell no. <laughs> That's crazy. Because that was what you were bringing up was the Disney experience and paying for the Disney experience. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, not $6,000. i am not paying $6,000 a night for the Disney experience. Like, wait, is that serious? That like is Every serious. single Disney hotel? No, but they're getting ready. They're opening a new Star Wars hotel in Florida as part of Disney World. And literally for a family of four, so our family, for two nights, it'd be $6,000. Damn. So what about just one person? I don't know for one person, but I think because <laughs> I think they're gearing it towards families. But yeah, even still. Three, so is it like, a la, I mean, not a la carte, but all inclusive? Um, I don't think so. I think it's still set up. I mean, maybe to be $6,000. Yeah, I'm about to say 6000 You better feed me. I better get a massage. There better be a gym. My kid, you better have babysitters in there. You better have everything. I better have gourmet meals. And I think it's supposed to be, I mean, you know how crazy all the Star Wars stuff is. Yeah. It's supposed to be like you're in Star Wars, but. 
Oh, okay. Well, it's some opening people, up soon. Some people will pay for that experience. So, like, wait, okay. Does that come with the tickets? Or is that separate? I would think so. They haven't really said. I can try and find it, but. Yeah, we can move on. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, because it hasn't opened up. It's getting ready to open up in a couple of weeks. So. Uh, I hope nobody goes to that. Don't waste your money on that, folks. That's ridiculous. Well, and that's what they were talking about. Like, because we're talking about how expensive everything is. Like, what realistic family of four is going to can pay six thousand or wants to pay six thousand dollars for their hotel f- just for two nights? Well, I think they have uh, unrealistic expectations to assume that that many people would want to pay six thousand dollars. Now, of course, you're probably going to have some people that will do it and they're probably going to be in the, you know, the higher end tax bracket. But average families, honestly, I would tell you not to do it. And I hope you wouldn't be that silly to do it. Well, and that's what the article I was reading that was talking about it was kind of saying was like, you know, along those like American values and like things that Americans think about doing for a lot of families, a Disney vacation is like that quintessential vacation that everybody goes on. And so they are just talking about how unrealistic Disney is getting on like shifting that price bracket to where they're really widening that gap and the average family can't afford to go to disney yeah so it, it seems like it's becoming more about the money versus the you know them creating really great experiences for people yeah because they're really cutting back on all the bells and whistles that disney's really known for yeah but still charging you and then the crazy thing that i just came across researching stuff for the podcast was they're actually going to start disney living communities which oh. th- it, what is it that? Was just like a press release. So I don't think they've fully fleshed out the idea of what it's going to look like, but it's literally like they would have like a neighborhood of Disney people living together and they're going to have different sections of like, there's going to be a senior area for the like 55 plus. Mm. Um, but though it'll be anywhere from condos to like, villas to single family homes well you know that's going to end up turning into an airbnb style situation i'm pretty sure people are going to be renting them things out unless they put some stipulations into that home when you buy the condo or townhouse well i'll be interested to see because the one they were talking about online in the press release was in palm springs so it's not even like where you can like go and visit Disney, like close to oh. the parks. It's like, and which I don't understand because anybody can decorate their house. If they're that kind of Disney person, you can decorate your house Disney. You don't need yeah. Disney to decorate your house for you. Um, so I don't quite understand the appeal. But again, it's getting back to they're trying to make a buck off the Disney name. Oh, of course. I mean, that's what they're all about now. Yeah. Just like their Disney Plus crap. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Disney Plus ain't worth crap. Well, and that's what we've talked a lot about is they, I feel like, especially when Disney Plus first came out, banked on like that classic Disney movies of the ty- tried and true classics that everybody likes to watch. But that doesn't keep people engaged. Like, no. Especially when you've watched it 20 times already, you can only watch the same movie over and over again. So I guess let's transition into talking about Disney Plus, because that that was on our list to talk about today. Yeah. What do you have about Disney Plus? I don't know. You tell me. 
Well, I mean, that is the biggest thing that we've talked about is compared to the other streaming services. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, let's just talk about the numbers first. Okay. So Netflix is still leading the way. Mm -hmm. I think they have like 22 million. Uh, Disney has 196, but that's across multiple platforms like Disney Plus, Hulu, Disney, um, and ESPN. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not really 196. Like they're touting that it's, oh, we're, we've gotten so many subscribers, but that's over three platforms. So Disney itself is 129. So they're not even still close. Right. <laughs> so like Disney Plus is well, 129, Hulu's 45 million, uh, ESPN Plus is 21 million. Now, I personally like HBO Max. Yeah, that's like but that, that's yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really like Netflix like that. I mean, I do, but I don't like I think Netflix is really good for like comedies. Some of their series are hit or miss. A lot of their documentaries are pretty good. Yeah, the documentaries is what I like. Yeah. But um, I like HBO. I just like the fact that they do the premium different than Disney. But let me finish the numbers. Yeah. Disney. I mean, HBO Max is 73.8 million. Now, Prime Video, like all these numbers you can look up, but the one that you really can't find is Prime, uh, Amazon Prime Video. They're anywhere from 148 million to 200 million. And I say 200 million because that's how many, they'll, they'll admit that they have 200 million Prime accounts. Which so, is, which, but whether yeah. people actually yeah, use whether the Prime Whether people video. use the Prime Video or not, but I would assume they would. I'm not, I'm not sure. If you're paying for it, you might as well use yeah. it. So like to me, I would say Prime Video is right behind Netflix mm-hmm. and then uh, Disney and then HBO Max. And when we're specifically just talking about streaming service with movies and, and all those things. But um, I don't know, what's, what, which one do you prefer? I mean, I'd have to say Netflix for movies and documentaries, but then I feel like Hulu, I found some good series and things like that. It kind of just depends. Like, I feel like most of the time on the weekends, I'm Googling what's the best streaming right now. Yeah. And really, I end up watching whatever yeah. piques my interest. Yeah, like but. Netflix for a while had so much. Now, what I do, well, I'll have to say Netflix is probably the best when it comes to coming out with new content. I mean, they have a, I think they just have a head start. Yeah. And it seems like every freaking week there's something new coming out. Now, if you like it or not, that's a different story. But I also feel like they're starting to cater more to like other markets besides the U.S. market. Because I'm finding like most of the stuff, it might be one or two good ones in there, but most of it's like subtitled or, you know, or it's just straight up, uh, you know, a dubbed. The, the, yeah, with the translation. Yeah, it's either subtitled or dubbed. And then you might have one or two English speaking movies or shows or something like that. So, like, I'm just starting not to get into it. But the comedy on Netflix is the best. Yes. Like, to me, I feel like they do very good at having a lot of comedy stand-up specials. Like, Dave Chappelle and a lot of big names. They've had Amy Schumer. I don't like her, but I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, you know they've but had they a lot of good comedians. They just came out comedians. with the Ali Wong thing. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, you like her. I don't really care for female uh, comedians. That's just a preference of mine. I like male comedians. But when it comes to Disney Plus, I feel like the one show that we've been obsessed with lately is Bluey and all four of us. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Bluey. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, like, I just feel like they've been banking. Disney Plus have been banking too much on their back catalog and not really coming out with anything new. Yeah. And that works for kids. Like, I mean, we know from Uh, Olivia, she'll watch that. But even I feel like she has her limits. Like. 
I can't even remember the last time she watched Frozen. Yeah, it's been, she's on Encanto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. And the, I feel like Disney Plus, didn't I see they're going up on their prices again? I mean, they all no, end up going up. No, not Disney Plus. Um, Netflix went up on their price. And I think they lost quite a few subscribers, uh, subscriptions from Netflix because of pricing and the controversy around a lot of their content. Yeah. When it comes to um, showing little girls in a certain light, being very provocative and things of that nature. Some people have just kind of like Netflix has gone too far with some of their content. And I know I do agree. Like, I don't like cuties. Once I heard about what it was, I never watched it. I didn't even want to know what it was. Yeah, I feel like we don't generally watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I'm not like some people that'll that'll talk crap about a movie or a show. If I hear it, it is garbage. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, because why waste your time? Yeah, why waste my time? So, but it's like things like that that Netflix is kind of just like shooting themselves in the foot. Too much woke content. And going up on prices. Yeah. And the fact that you're kind of catering to a lot of different markets. Yeah, not the mainstream, like middle yeah. of the ground. Because I think right now they're trying to really push hard in India. And I know they're in other Asian markets as well. But, I mean, that's what I feel like it's all now. It's all like Asian content, which is good. But, you know, it's all subtitle. I don't really care for subtitle content, nor do I care for dub content. I just feel like there's something taken... It, like the emotions are taken out of the movie and I can't really connect with a, uh, with a dubbed content well, and I feel or like a dubbed movie. We're normally watching that stuff later at night too. So we don't have the energy or the want to sit there and have to read something when we're trying to go to bed. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know, man. But I think even broader, we can talk about our next subject, is all the movie remakes and oh, yeah. the, the whole, controversy. The whole controversy not, around Snow White. That That's, yeah, but. <laughs> so I guess it all started where with a lot of these remakes, they've been trying to switch it up and have a different ethnic background character play the primary role when they do this for the second time around. So Snow White's going to be Hispanic. Um, or that they're looking to have a Latina um, character play the role, which... Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Here's the thing about that. Technically, she's not just Latina. She's Polish, too. Okay, because she was in West Side Story, mm-hmm. and people were upset at the fact that she wasn't Latina enough. So then it's like... So she's not now Latina people are up, yeah, Now people are upset. She's not white enough. But, hey, she's getting these iconic roles, though. Because right. I think she played, like, one of the main characters in West Side Story. Well, I feel Maria like Maria or somebody? Yeah, Maria's, like, the main girl in West Side Story. Yeah. And now she's playing Snow White, which I'm like, okay, well, she has Polish background. Yeah. But, <laughs> like... I mean, isn't that the supposed to be one of the... From an acting perspective, one of the benefits of being mixed is, like, people don't know your true background so you can like be and like bounce between different roles because yeah i guess that that's like a that's a crazy switch though yeah crazy transition from a latina playing the the main role of a latina and then going straight to like a 
white lady. <laughs> and well, and that's what we've talked about with Snow White is like it's supposed to be about having fair skin. Like the whole idea of her beauty from the movie is about how fair and beautiful her skin is. And yeah, not that Latina women aren't beautiful. It's just it's one of our biggest pet peeves about movie remakes is not sticking to the yeah. foundation of the storyline. And like we was like we were talking, I'm like, okay. What if we did that to Black Panther? It wouldn't make any sense, would it? <laughs> what if what if they did it to Encanto? Would it make sense to have a white lady play a live action of uh, a Latino lady? No. That wouldn't make any damn sense. So why are we doing that to all these iconic movies? Especially when it's like that is the root of the role. Like if, like I think Little Mermaid, they're going to have a... Uh, black girl play it this time right i think yes so that like to me it's like it's a mermaid like it's not an a certain like cultural foundation or like snow white where it's like about her skin color like that to me yes like it's about inclusivity and like trying to have kids see themselves in these disney characters but yeah but you know to me it's like they're taking the lazy ass way out and yeah and we've talked about that that's the laziest freaking crap you can ever do it's take an iconic movie or just a movie you've already made before. And instead of doing the real work and coming up with new stories, you just remake and destroy old stories. And then you change the color of the character. That is so stupid and lazy. Yeah. Like, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, we really like Encanto that yeah. just came out. That's about Colombian background and it includes like Afro-Colombian and interracial couples and all of those things. Right. It did a really good job. And it's by the guy that made Hamilton. Well, um, he made the soundtrack. Yeah, he made the soundtrack. Um, some really good songs. I mean, Olivia's still <laughs> before. Yeah. Everyone's in singing this freaking songs. It's a great movie. Like that is the, the if you're going to do this, you need to go into to that direction. Make really great new movies. And from what I was reading, like they had hired this Colombian lady to like help them make it. And they like went to these Colombian cities and like yeah. did their research. So they put in the work to figure out like what it's truly like. Yeah. But I'm just like, leave the original movies alone. Remake them. We act like white culture doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> now we just got to take white people out of everything. And I'm not white, but I'm just saying like it doesn't make sense. Just like I would be very upset if they came out and just said, uh, yeah, Black Panthers, no, no. I think everybody would be upset. Yeah. People would be like, why are you messing with Black Panther? So I just will never understand why, Disney. Why are you going to be so damn lazy? And another, you know, another movie. Moana was really good. Moana yeah. was a really great movie. So they can do it. But I just feel like they're freaking lazy. Even like Soul. Soul was a really good movie. Yeah, it was. And, you know, that was more about was black people yeah. and it was different. It's a new movie. And I feel like, why are we not going in that direction? And please, Disney, stop freaking remaking your old classics and changing everything about it. And here's the thing. Snow White was the first ever animated movie from Disney. So why are we like you're just destroying history, in my opinion. Your own history. Right. <laughs> Why? I don't understand. Nobody wants to see that. But, you know, I, I feel bad for the young lady. And, you know, because she's getting it from both sides. 
Right. From Latino people, she's not Latina enough. From white people, she's not white enough. (laughs) So, like, you have to feel for someone that's mixed like that. And, look, they just want to do their damn job. Right. But, you know, Disney's putting her in a position like that. Well, and I feel like it's just like with the Aladdin dude. Like, he got so pissed off because he thought he was going to get all these acting roles and stuff after doing Aladdin. And then he's really been kind of pigeonholed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and I think Aladdin did pretty good, right? I think so. But they stay true to the characters. Yeah, they did. And so, like, that's what I don't understand. You can stay true to Aladdin because it's not white people. And Mulan, they stayed true to. Yeah. Like, there there have been a lot of remakes where they've stayed true to the original yeah. message. Of but the I feel movie. like a lot of people didn't like Mulan for some reason. I can't remember why. I thought it was a decent movie. It was a good amount of action. But from what I'm understanding, some people didn't like it. Didn't it have to do, wasn't she politically saying stuff at the time or something? Because I think there was something, I don't remember now, it's been too long, but yeah. anyways. Well, that's just, the, that was actually the beginning of the controversy for Snow White. Then there's the whole Seven Dwarfs little thing. Component where yeah. I still forget the Peter Dinkle, Dinkler? Dink, yeah, Peter something. Dinklich, and, Dinkler, Dinkler or something, I can't remember. And he came out and was like oh, we shouldn't be having the dwarfs in the movie. We should have evolved and like improved our society by this point in time. And then he had other little people coming out and saying like, yo, you just cost seven people (laughs) their jobs. (laughs) Right. You know, instead of coming out and saying, hey, you know, maybe we should rethink how the characters are portrayed. Maybe not have because like his big thing was like the whole you know, people already thought that dwarves or, you know, little people lived in caves. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if don't, you don't have them be minors. Right. Like, that's, if that's a stereotype, let's not do that. Like, he didn't even, he didn't even have a legitimate conversation about it. He was like, have, have I not done anything? Like, he was on his soapbox. Yeah. Talking junk. Like, dude, but not every little person is like you. And some people would just love to work. And it's a fairy tale. I don't understand. Like, so we're not allowed to have fairy tales now? <laughs> well, that could just gets back to our society and how everything kind of well, goes that the, way. <laughs> that's the problem with cancel culture. Yeah. Being too woke. You have the minority speaking for the majority. The majority of little people did not feel the same way as he did. Now, some little people were like, hey, yeah, I mean, I I could see this could be problematic. Maybe we should change some things in the new Disney, uh, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But you can have a conversation about right. it. Right. Have the conversation. Don't just outright cancel. They, literally, they canceled it. And I think now they're like, no, no, no. You know, some little people are coming out and saying, well, I don't feel like we should cancel the whole Seven Dwarfs part because yet again, there's seven little people that can do these roles. Let's rethink it. Let's maybe, you know, change some things. So I think overall, it's just been interesting from not only going to Disneyland, but from the movies and everything about Disney. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's just taken a turn of events. And with this new CEO in place um, that took over a couple years ago, 
we've really seen a turn in Disney and all this transition into being more about money um, than anything else. And coming from our first trip this time, going to Disney, we were able to see a little bit of that. Yep. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.